Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. The Lord loves you so much, and I'm glad that you are seeking to know the truth of God. In this series of teaching, we learn about the doctrine. Of the last things, or we call eschatology. This is a lesson number 17. Please listen to the first 16 lessons. You will learn gradually about the end time, about the next life, and it's good to know and to understand. Definitely, there are many things that we have not seen in our generation yet, but at least we try to understand the best we can what the Bible. Tell us about the last things or the end time and the next life. I would like to invite you to listen to the whole series. In this lesson, we would like to learn about the meaning of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you want to feed us with good spiritual food. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to develop. And we want to be used by you fruitfully, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Give us more faith, Lord, so that we can please you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We would like to learn about the meaning of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us look at some false meanings or false views of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people think that the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mean that he came back to life after his death. This idea is not biblical at all. When you read the scriptures in First Corinthians chapter fifteen verses fifty-one to fifty-four and First Thessalonians chapter four verses sixteen to seventeen, you will see that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read. First Corinthians chapter fifteen verses fifty-one to fifty-four. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must be put on. In corruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written: Death is swallowed up in victory. The scripture talk about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in the future. Some of Christians already passed away. Some Christians have not passed away yet. But when Jesus come back, they all will have a new body, resurrected body, or the glorious body. So, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is not the resurrection of the dead body of Jesus Christ that happened more than two thousand years ago. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven, not out of the tomb, descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will happen in the future. The second false view or false interpretation of the Bible concerning the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is this, that they think that the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is the coming of the Holy Spirit. There's no doubt that the Holy Spirit came to fill the disciple in the early church. And he's still coming to fill the believers in this generation and the generation to come. The coming of the Holy Spirit is not a so-called coming for, but a coming to. The Lord Jesus Christ will come back the second time for, but the Holy Spirit comes into the world to touch, to fill, to empower the disciples. At the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, His coming was for us. It's very different. Let's look at the scriptural view about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the right view, the right understanding of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, the second coming of Christ is a personal coming. His whole body, His new body will come from heaven down onto this earth. His personal coming. Acts chapter 1 verse 11, Who also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner in that new glorious body after he was resurrected as you saw him go into heaven. First Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we all who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. So his second coming is a personal coming. His real person show up on that day. The second biblical view, the second coming of Jesus Christ is a visible coming. Revelation 1.7, Behold, He's coming with clouds, and every eye will see Him, even they who pierce Him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so, amen. So his second coming will be visible to mankind. There is a word that we heard in the church off and on when we talk about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That word is the rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E. There are different terms that are used in the Christian church to express the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, such as His return, 
the second coming, and rapture. The word rapture does not appear in scripture, but it does express the event which would take place at Christ's second coming. Rapture comes from the Latin language word rapier, R-A-P-E-R-E, or raptum, R-A-P-T-U-M. It means to seize or to carry away a transport of delight, extreme joy, and pleasure. The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ will be a rapture experience, an experience of extreme joy for His people. It will be the rapture or the catching away of the church from this lost and dying world. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17, I read one more time. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, the first resurrection. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. There are many Greek words that are used in the scripture to talk about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first word is parousia, P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A. The word parousia means a being alongside or the presence. This word does not have to do with the catching away of the church. Let me read some scripture that use this Greek words that indicate the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read all this scripture to show you. Matthew chapter 24 verse 3, verse 27, 37, and 39. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? This comes from the Greek language, the Greek word there, and of the end of the age. Verse 27, For as the lightning comes from the east and flash to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of God be. This word also comes from that Greek language, coming. Verse 37, But as the day of Noah were so also with the coming, again, that Greek language, of the Son of Man be, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23, But each one in his own order, Christ, the first fruit, afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. This word coming in the Greek language come from that word. 1 Corinthians 16, 17, I am glad about the coming of Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaisus. For what was lacking on your part they supplied. The word coming here also is that Greek word. 2 Corinthians 7, 6-7, Nevertheless, God who comforts the thou cast, comforted us by the coming of Titus, 
and not only by his coming parousia p a r o u s i a but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you when he told us of your earnest desire your mourning your zeal for me for that i rejoice even more the greek word parousia is used or translate as coming and this greek word is used for the second coming of the lord jesus christ so many times philippians chapter 1 verse 26 that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in jesus christ by my coming to you again parousia coming first thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19 for what is our hope or joy or crowd of rejoicing is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming. Parousia, his second coming. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming parousia of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his things. The Bible talks about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ many, many times. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming parousia of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, body be preserved blameless at the coming Parousia of our Lord Jesus Christ. Coming, coming, coming. Parousia in Greek language. You can see that this doctrine, the doctrine of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is mentioned in the Bible so many times. He will come back for sure. Let us really keep growing spiritually, becoming more like Him, running the race and finishing what he called us to do. Let us do the best we can to build his kingdom and to glorify his name. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 and verses 8 and 9. Now, brethren, concerning the coming parousia of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you. Verse 8, And when the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Parousia. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all powers, signs, and lying wonders. James chapter 5, verses 7 to 8. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it received the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming parousia of the Lord is at hand. So we need to live a life in such a way to be ready for the parousia, the coming of our Lord any time. Repent every day. Love the Lord. Keep growing. 
keep serving, keep seeking the face of God, and we are ready to meet Him because the second coming of the Lord is at hand. It can happen any day, any time. Second Peter chapter one verse sixteen: For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power of and the coming parousia of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. Is it interesting that there are many scriptures talk about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is the hope of the church. We hope to see Him. Now we work hard, and we face the suffering of persecution and the rejection of men. But our hope is that we're going to see Jesus face to face. He is coming back for us for sure. Second Peter chapter three, verse four and verse twelve. And saying, "Where is the promise of His coming, Parousia? For since the fathers fell asleep, and all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, and being on fire, and the elements which melt with fervent heat, Parousia." Was used in many many verses concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. First John chapter two verse twenty eight. And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. Parousia again. Let's look at the second Greek word that. Is used for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Eleusis, E L E U S I S, which means a coming. Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-two. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming, Eleusis, of the just one, of whom. You now have become the betrayers and murderers. That is the second Greek word, using for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at the third Greek word, apocalypsis, a p o k a l u p s i s. This word means uncovering, or revealing, or revelation. First. Corinthians chapter one verse seven, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation, apocalypsis, the revelation, the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter eight verse nineteen, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing, apocalypsis of the sons of God. You can see these three Greek words that were used in the context of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at another Greek word, erchomai, e r c h o m a i, which means coming, to come, and appear. We can find these Greek words in Matthew twenty-four forty-eight, 
Matthew 25, 27, Luke chapter 12, verse 45, Luke chapter 18, verse 5, Luke 19, 23, and Romans chapter 15, 22. Matthew 24, 48. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying, he's coming, a comai, he's coming. Matthew 25, 27. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and my coming, a comai, I would have received back my own with interest. Luke 12, 45. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming, a comai, and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk. Luke chapter 18, verse 5. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming, a comai, she weary me. Luke 19, 23. Why then did you not put my money in the bank and at my coming, a comai, I might have collected it with interest? Romans chapter 15, verse 22. Also use the word ecomai. For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you, a comai. So you can see that the word coming, the word revealing in the Greek language were used in the context of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ so many, many times. Now I would like to talk about three views before the church of Jesus Christ concerning the coming of the Lord, the second coming. There are three views among the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we would like to look at these three views. I know that different churches, different denominations believe in a different things. Let's look at each one, three views concerning his second coming. Number one, the post-millennial view. This view holds that Christ will come back after the millennium. The term post means after. The word millennium period means 1,000 years. So those people who believe in this view think that the 1,000 years period is to be ushered in by the saints of God or by the believers. Then at the end of the world will come. Christ will literally return after the millennium time. After the millennium, Satan will be loosed, and this is a release of the spirit of unbelief. This is what people believe. Now, let me explain in detail. Post-millennialism is the view or system of eschatology, teaching that the current age is already the millennium which is not necessary a thousand years, not a real thousand years. The thousand years word is just the picture of a long period of time that Christians preach the gospel and the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ will be gradually expanded through the preaching of the gospel by believers and a lot of people will be converted into Christianity. 
because of the work of the believers, there will be the progressive growth of righteousness, prosperity, and the increasing amount of the local churches. Many people will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, postmillennialism say that Christians will really bring the kingdom into the world by preaching the gospel and using the authority that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to them. After Christianity dominated the world for a long time, then Jesus will return. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ come back in order to meet all the believers and give resurrection of the dead for the blessing and the reward for the believers. After he come back, there will be resurrection of the believers and the destruction of the present creation and entry into the eternal state. Post-millennialism believe that the victory for the kingdom of God happened in the world through believers, not through Christ. They believe that because of their faith and their obedience to Christ, they will prepare the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The 1,000 years period is a period for the believers to rule and reign in this world by preaching the gospel. So that is the first view we call post-millennial view. The second view is a millennial view. A means no, a millennial view. No millennium at all, no 1,000 years at all. This view holds the belief that all the Old Testament prophecies with regard to Israel now apply to the church and have no reference whatever to Israel anymore. Satan was bowed at the cross. Old Testament prophecies having to do with Christ's reign are being fulfilled today in the present church period now. There is no 1,000-year period. Now the church reigns with Christ. The Old Testament is completely fulfilled in the New Testament scripture. They do not think about when the 1,000-year period kingdom will occur, but they emphasize when Christ will return to earth in relation to the kingdom of God. The word amillennialism means that there will be no thousand-year kingdom. In actuality, those who ascribe to amillennialism believe that the 1,000-year kingdom is not literal. No 1,000 years or a physical reign of Christ at all on the planet Earth. This will was championed by St. Augustine is the view held by Roman Catholic Church, the Orthodox Church, and many Protestants. Amillennialism teaches that, that the 1,000-year period kingdom is manifest either in the heart of the saint who have died and now rest with him in eternity, or in the hearts of all who follow him on earth. So actually, the 1,000-year kingdom is not in the natural realm, but in the heart of people. And this happened in the church era. The prophecy of the Old Testament happened in the church now. So the kingdom of God is in the heart 
of the believers. Those who believe in the amillennial view don't believe in the existence of 1,000 years at all. They believe that Christ rule and reign in the heart of believers. The third one, the premillennial view. Pre means before. Christ come before the 1,000 year ruling and reigning of Christ. This view say that, number one, there will be a literal return of the Lord for His church, after which there will be 1,000 years reign of Christ on earth. At that time, He shall rule with a rod of iron, and Satan will be bowed. After the millennial reign, Satan will be loosed for a season, after which he will gather the nations for the last great battle of God and Magog. Let me read scripture that explains this view. Revelation chapter 20, verse 3, and verses 7 and 9. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, him means Satan, and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Satan will be then cast into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are. So the pre-millennial view say that Christ will come back to rule the world for 1,000 years. During that period, Satan will be bowed, will be kept away. But later on, after 1,000 years, he would be released to come out to deceive the whole world again. And he would try to come against the church, against the kingdom of light. The spiritual battle will happen, and eventually he will be thrown into the eternal lake of fire. Those people who believe in the premillennial view have three different ideas concerning the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, this is only for those who believe in the premillennial view. Three ideas. Number one, there are those who believe that Christ will come after the third chapter of Revelation for the church before a time of great tribulation before the time of great tribulation. Thus, the church does not see any tribulation at all. The second one, there are those who are mid-tribulation period, who believe that Christ will not come for His church until the middle of the great tribulation, three and a half years. A mid-tribulation rapture. The church will go through three and a half years of tribulation. Number three, there are those who hold the post-tribulation view. This means that Christ will not come for His church until after the tribulation is over, the seven years period. 
Thus, the church will go through seven years of the tribulation, but is miraculously saved from the wrath of God. I want to make a conclusion. There are three views concerning the 1,000-year period of Christ's reigning. The first one, the post-millennial view. These people believe that believers will exercise authority, preach the gospel, save souls, build the church, and reign on this earth. And eventually, Jesus will come back. The second idea about 1,000 years is called a millennial view, which means that Jesus already reigned in the heart of the believers who already died and passed away, and those who are living now. So the 1,000 year is not real. It's not a real number, and it's not in the natural realm, but it's in the spiritual realm that Jesus reigned the heart of the believer. There's no literal 1,000 year, not at all. And eventually, Jesus will come back. The third one, pre-millennial view. Jesus will come back, and then he will reign on earth with the believers for 1,000 years. After 1,000 years, Satan will be released and deceive the world again. But at the end, he will be put into the lake of fire. For those who believe in this third one, they have three views about the second coming of Jesus Christ before the 1,000 years period. Number one, Jesus come at the beginning of the seven years of tribulation. Number two, mid-tribulation view. Jesus will come in the three and a half years. And the third one, Jesus will come at the end of seven years of tribulation. I know that there are different views and different ideas, doctrines concerning the end time, concerning the 1,000 years of millennium, or concerning the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I recommend you you should not fight with anybody, argue about this issue at all. The most important thing is to love God with all of our heart, love people, preach the gospel, build a church, become the salt and the light of the world, make disciples, do what God called you to do, use your gift, your talent, your time and ability to build the kingdom of God, serve Him and love Him, build relationship with Him, Grow in your faith, grow in your love. Whatever happens in the end time, the Lord is with us, and we don't have to live in fear. We don't need to worry or become depressed. We just live a joyful life of faith. We will meet Jesus one day. He will come back for sure the second time. We don't know when, but we're going to live a life that is ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ anytime. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. May the Lord give you faith, bonus, love, wisdom, and may the Lord use you to preach the gospel because the Bible says when the gospel is preached all over the world, then Jesus will return. Therefore, use all of us, Lord. Anoint all of us and provide all of us, Lord. Use us to be the blessing to the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'm so glad that we spent time together. And please listen to other teachings in this series so that you understand the doctrine of the last things. God bless you. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.